0: To the extent that you did it to the least of these. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. You may be seated. Others knew Canon Nelson Pender better than I, but I knew him well enough to know that he would want a commemoration of his life to be more about the God he loved and the Savior he followed and emulated. I think that Nelson would want us to hear four things, one from each of today's scriptures. So first, from Psalm 27, verse 5. In the midst of all the reasons, all the enemies, all the obstacles to worship, the psalmist says this. One thing I have asked of the Lord One thing I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I don't know if you know the name Tom Skinner. Tom Skinner was one of the leading evangelical black voices in the 1960s and 1970s. His writings had a lot of influence on me and my friends. Uh, His books were Black and Free, how black is the gospel? And my favorite, if Jesus is the answer, what is the question? In the early 1990s, Tom developed a friendship with Pat Morley, who is local and is the head of uh, the ministry Man in the Mirror. And uh, Tom being black, Pat being white, they became quite concerned about the, the challenge of racial reconciliation in our country. And so they started organizing um, reconciliation conferences around the country. In early 1994, Tom and Pat joined a trip to Israel that I and a colleague at Reformed Theological Seminary—a colleague and I, sorry about that—that that a colleague and I had put together to go to Israel— so Tom and Pat went, went with us. And I remember one day that was very special. On this day, we were at Caesarea by the Sea, and Tom Skinner got up on the very theater stage where Paul probably gave his defense to one of the Herods. And the, backs, the backdrop was the, was the Mediterranean Sea, and the acoustics were amazing. And when he was in college, Tom had memorized... Tom had memorized the the Mark Antony soliloquy in in, uh, Shakespeare's uh, Julius Caesar. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ear. And he went all the way through it. It was like amazing. That night at dinner, Tom sat with a number of us in leadership at at RTS and um, talked with a great deal of sadness about how so many of his black contemporaries, and Nelson Pender would have been one of his contemporaries, had not been allowed to study at white seminaries that taught a classical, orthodox, non-skeptical approach to faith. Praise be, Nelson Pender found his way to Neshota House in Wisconsin, one of the great Episcopal Anglican seminaries, where Nelson learned to love Jesus and his word deeply and to worship richly, shaped by the spirit of the Orthodox Oxford Anglo-Catholic movement. I'm grateful for a place like that that so shaped him and that is currently shaping our dear brother Wes Dubick. Nelson Pender could take up his cross because he knew beyond the shadow of a doubt that Christ's cross was for him. Nelson Pender could offer his own fragrant offering because he breathed the fragrance of Christ's own offering in worship. Now, House taught him to behold the fair beauty of the Lord that Psalm 27 speaks about. And so Nelson could offer a beautiful Lord to people. Praise be. Second, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. Here I am, Lord, send me. Impelled by his vision of the holy grandeur of God and touched by the burning, refining mercy of God, Isaiah was thrust into a world that would resist his message. Ears that would not hear, eyes that would not see. Nonetheless, Isaiah was called to press ahead and look for the holiness and the mercy of God to manifest themselves. And so it was with our brother Nelson Pinder. His, here I am, send me, brought him in 1959 to a racially divided Orlando. Now, just two years prior to that, I was a kindergartner in Inverness, just up the road. Where my dad was county principal in Citrus County, my dad was, kindergarten, was principal to me in kindergarten. And if you know her, the person who is now Deacon Pat Roberts was a senior at, at Citrus County High School. I remember, I, what I remem- one, of the, one of the things I remember most about those days in Inverness was the grocery store that had three bathrooms and two drinking fountains. That message was not lost on this five-year-old. Nelson describes getting off the plane in Orlando and trying to hail a cab, only to be told he'd have to wait for a colored cab. Because here in Orlando, whites and blacks don't mix. And then when he tried to order a cup of coffee while he waited for the next for the taxi that would take him, he was refused service. Later, Nelson was to say, "I knew that this was a great opportunity for me to do great missionary work, even if it meant as he knew his service in the army in Korea had meant a willingness to die and indeed there was a time his car was bombed and there was a time he was nearly run over by a car with the driver speeding by yelling K." but as he had observed when he showed up here at age 27 his own actual boss had lived to 30 so he figured he probably had a few years left And so it must needs be with you and me, pressing ahead with our, here I am, send me, looking for the holiness and the mercy of God to manifest themselves. Give me an amen. That's pretty white. Wow. Give me an amen. There you go. Now we're talking. Three. Matthew chapter 25, verse 40. And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. One of the things that was remarkable about Nelson Pender was that when you were in his presence, he made you feel like you were important to him. Like he heard you. Like he saw you. That's because he took Jesus' words seriously, that when we care about each other, we care about him. Nelson saw Jesus in the kids, who weren't allowed to sit at a counter to enjoy the banana split they had purchased at downtown restaurants. So he worked with a cadre of high school kids, dubbed Pinder's Kids, many from the Jones High School class of 1962, and organized peaceful sit-ins, helping them to figure out how to stand respectfully when the owners played the Star Spangled Banner to make sure they had to stand up so they could take their seats away because they had unscrewed them because they knew they were coming in. Nelson saw Jesus in black citizens who had to sit in the balcony of the Beecham Theater, and so he organized a boycott and raised bail money when it was needed. Nelson saw Jesus in the high school girls who weren't allowed on the cheerleading squad of a football team led by black players because, guess what, they were black. And he saw Jesus in those girls' white principal whom he chided into opening the door to them. He saw Jesus in everybody. He saw Jesus in the police chief that he worked with and the people in the mayor's office that he worked with and even the merchants that he boycotted and gave heads up about what was going on, working with them to make sure responses were measured and that in the long run, justice could be won peaceably and that the whites only signs could come down with less acrimony, and without fires in the streets. Praise God. Likewise, Jesus calls us to see him in the least likely of faces and to treat them as though they were him for they are him. And running through it all finally forth is this insight from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. To each... Is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Nelson understood in a deep and profound way what Paul is getting at here. Both in the church and in the larger world, we need each other. By the Spirit that breathes life itself into us, we belong to each other. We need each other, black. And white, outsider and insider, young and old, weak and strong. Two quotes from Canon Pinder will have to suffice. I want my memories to be healed so that I can forgive and grow to help people realize and help people realize how wrong they were. Two wrongs don't make a right they just make a fight. Two wrongs don't make a right, they just make a fight. Amen? Amen. There we go. And I believed that no one can drag me down so low as to make me hate them. That sort of became a theme song for me. We have to respect all human beings. I believe that no one could drag me down so low as to make me hate them. So, in the utter love and grace of God, may we say our own, here I am, Lord, send me. May we make it our one passion to dwell in the house of the Lord all our days. May we see the face of Jesus in every person around us. And may we in love seek out that. And may we in love seek out what each, each has to contribute to the common good. And now to him who is able to do immeasurably beyond anything that we could ask or even think to ask. To him be the glory in Christ Jesus and in the church now and forever. Amen. Amen.